Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast with Mark Allred, Court Lalonde, and Rob Tomlin. You can subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Player.fm, SoundCloud.com, and Stitcher Radio. You can support the show financially by going to blackandgoldhockey.com and clicking on the fanatics.com banner before shopping online. You can also purchase exclusive Black and Gold Hockey Podcast merchandise in the official B&G shop. And now, time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show. Bruins fans, we are back for episode 99 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Uh, it is September 23rd, 2018, and we are officially 10 days away from the start of the 2018-19 Boston Bruins season. Super stoked to, um, to be at this, this stage of uh, the offseason, and uh, I'm, just, I'm just ready for hockey. But uh, before, before we, uh, I, I introduce the panel, as, as, I, as they always join me, um, I just want to remind the listeners that we have a uh, Patreon account, and you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and donate a dollar uh, to our cause of trying to cut the operating costs of uh, running our program. Um, we've gotten a lot of people uh, jumping on board. Uh, I think in the last two weeks, we got uh, seven, seven people added, so that's, that's huge. We thank you so much for all the new folks and, and all the old folks that have contributed in the past. Um, it, it's just, it's just great to, to help out and keep this thing going. So we appreciate it. Um, I got to welcome in court, uh, live from Toronto. It's court Lalonde. Well, Keswick, but Ontario, I'll give you that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't live in Toronto anymore. Ah, that's right. I keep, I'm in, I keep forgetting I'm in, that. I'm in cottage country now. Yes. All you Canadians do cottage. <sighs> Oh, yeah, you guys call it camp out there, right? Yes, yes. That makes a lot of sense. That was sarcasm. Yeah, I, I know. I, I felt that. I thought camping is with a tent, but hey. <laughs> and, sure. uh, and and from the lovely country of uh, the United Kingdom, uh, Rob, welcome. Hi, guys. How's it Glad going, buddy? It's awesome. Like, I'm getting ready for hockey to come, just chilling out. Not working on the weekends for once. Nice. It's great. <laughs> nice. He's coming to, becoming a real human being these days, huh? I know. It, I don't know what's going on. I know. I can't wait for your travel schedule to come out. Uh, well, next one is Christmas. So, nice. yeah. Are you coming not to the States? Far. Uh, not at Christmas, no. <laughs> but, uh, hopefully soon. I was I was trying to, trying to see if I can get you there. but. <laughs> 
hopefully soon. We just had a whole new Patreon account just for Rob and, and a GoFundMe and combine them and just get your ass over here. <laughs> I, I have to do it. It's something I have to do. Yeah, Definitely. man. We all have to get together. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Go see a game. Definitely. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we have, we have some, uh, a lot of topics. I mean, not a lot, but we have topics to touch on. But we, we want to discuss uh, uh, last week's games. Um, September Sunday, September sixteenth, the Bruins uh, got a two to one shootout win over the Washington Capitals. Uh, the only regulation goal uh, from this very speedy and talented. Um, I want to I, I want to say Jakob, but is it Jacob? No, it'll be Jakob. Jakob Jakob Lauko. Yeah. Um, and he's he's really impressing me. I'm not I'm not saying that he's going to be a part of the the NHL Bruins roster this year, but he's getting some really good looks and, uh, and you know, a positive for the, for the future. And uh, Danton Heinen with some silky smooth mitts on the uh, shootout winner. Um, that, was, that was such a nice goal. I mean, the, uh, I think it was Phoenix Copley that was in net, and uh, yeah. he just, oh, man, just, <laughs> yeah, I can't even explain it. It was that good. Um, uh, Tuesday, September 18th, the Bruins got a 5-2 to two victory over the Washington Capitals. Uh, Lauko got a second goal in as many games. Zach Sinishin with two goals, giving everybody a crap sandwich for uh, dumping on him. And I, know it's, I know it's preseason. Uh, and Dan Vladar, I was uh, quite surprised with his uh, performance, uh, stopping 31 of 33 shots. Um, Wednesday, September 19th, the last game in China. Uh, the Bruins won 3-1 to one over the Calgary Flames. Jake DeBrusque with two goals, two carass, stopping 28 of 29 shots. And wrapping it up. And, and the first preseason loss uh, was last night. 4-3 uh, sh- uh, overtime loss to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, can't, Bruins goals from Cameron Hughes, Daniel Winnick, and Axel Anderson. Another another bright kid that I'm I'm really looking forward to watching more. And Zane McIntyre stopping twenty one of twenty five shots. So, did any of you guys catch any of the the action last week? I got the um, replays, but I didn't manage to watch any full games. But they they look to be gelling well as a group, and I mean. Just the passing, like they've become more of a skilled team in the past few years, and you can definitely tell that that's the way they're heading now. And the passing's just been really good. Like gaining the zone, they're not having to dump it in as much. It's just, uh, it's been really fun hockey to watch, to be honest. Uh, I got to uh, watch every game except last night. I couldn't uh, find a stream for the life of me. Um, even Game Center in Canada here, Rogers Game Center, was the only game that you could watch. So, um, sucked. That's but, uh, yeah, I, I got the updates, you know, Twitter and the NHL app would tell me if goals were scored or such. But uh, I got to watch the one game in the uh, in the China game. I got to watch it with breakfast, which nice. was nice. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah. I was working, and I was so jealous of that, man. Yeah, literally having breakfast watching the hockey game. It was nice. Um, I, I thought the games were okay, but I'll be the first, you know, I'm always going to preface by saying it's preseason. Um, there's a lot of kinks they got to work out. You know, I had somebody, uh, asking why the power play was terrible and I responded with it's preseason. <laughs> um, they still haven't played as a full team yet. Um, you know, I think Bergeron just skated the other day. I want to see them as a, a cohesive unit. I, I found, um, minus, um, Chara and Krejci, the team that was playing here in Boston, is pretty much Providence. Yeah. Um, in my eyes, the guys that have a chance of making the big club were the guys that went over to China, um, unless they were held back because of nursing injuries here. Um, so, um, Jakob, I, I don't see a chance in the world he's on the Bruins this year. Um, I could see him having a great year in Providence. People got to remember, even a guy like Brad Marchand played, played, played some Providence time. Absolutely. Um, before he uh, made the big club, along with uh, Pasternak, which is a good thing. It's not um, these kids need to learn how to play in the big leagues, but uh, they're playing well. Um, they lost their first game, I think. Yeah, it was their first loss. But I would like to see them as a a full full roster. But yeah, Dan Vladar has played well, which is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm wicked pumped to uh, to see him. 
uh, split time with uh, Zane McIntyre. I think I think your prediction, Mike, that both you and Rob, I believe, said last year he will be the heir apparent, and he's looking like it. He's already, I think, to me, he's already jumped McIntyre uh, in the skill category. Yeah, and I don't chart. think McIntyre's UFA next season. So, mm-hmm. and with how Boston goalies tend to go, if they don't get the time in the NHL, uh, they go somewhere else. So. I don't think McIntyre will be staying around too long. No, I think it's uh, Vladar and Swayman are the guys of the future. Yeah, and uh, Swayman looks really good as well. Uh, Zane McIntyre is an RFA after this season. Oh, is it RFA? I thought yeah. it was UFA. I thought he was like 26 now. He is. Shouldn't he be UFA then? I believe, no. well, he's a 2010 pick, which I find is amazing that he's been in the system for eight years. But four of those, obviously, were at uh, North Dakota playing collegiate hockey. So I don't get how, I don't understand that either. That's something I might have to look into because I'm thinking about writing an article about him and his future. And we'll talk about that later on. But yeah. um, the um, the upcoming schedule, uh, preseason schedule with 10 days, 10 games to go. Um, Can we just say, what a long preseason. I thought it yeah. was short. But with I, maybe, I think maybe it's you because just said it feels so long. Yeah, and when you just said 10 games, that's, Jesus. Yeah, that's 10, a lot of games. 10 days. Oh, no, 10 days, not 10 games. 10 days. I thought you said 10 games. I'm Sorry. Like, no, no, if no. I did, I fumbled. Oof. But I mean, yeah, this, the, the off season just flew for me. Maybe it's because I've been just been super busy with the website um, preparing for this and 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 so many other things. I haven't even played a round of golf this year, which I'm actually disappointed that I didn't get to do. So you, you saved money. Yeah, I, I did too, which I really don't have much of. But anyway, um, the uh, upcoming schedule is Monday uh, at Philly at 7 p.m. Uh, that's September 24th, uh, and the next game is Wednesday, September 26th, home against the Detroit Red Wings at 7 p.m., and again, another home game on Saturday, September 29th, uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers at 5 p.m. So, and I'm guessing that will be the full roster. Yeah, I, I would say so. One of those games. It's either the Detroit game or that Philly game you're going to – I, I Bergeron's got to play one game, no? I think he's got to play like the last game before yeah. starting the season up. Uh, so with that all said and done, I wanted to just uh, take an opportunity to talk about the China trip and, and its benefits. I know a lot of people uh, were disgruntled about the, the, the trip over there, saying that, you know, um, injuries could happen. We might have touched on this last week, but um, there was one more game to be played. So... Um, it, it, I think it's just good for the growth of the game worldwide and whether it be there or here in Boston or anywhere in, in the United States or Canada playing a preseason game, injuries can happen at any time. So, and they, you know, it's just something that they can't say, no, I'm not going. So, and they, I, I believe the Bruins did their due diligence with the roster and splitting it up appropriately. Uh, leaving people like Zdeno Chara back, obviously Bergeron, uh, I believe Krug stayed back because he's uh, nursing a shoulder injury, I believe. I'll have to look up mm-hmm. on that. No, so, you're right. Achari and Krejci. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it's good. It's good with their partnership with ORG, and, and it's good for the NHL to go over there and get exposure. And, and I believe that um, watching one of the games, there was a tweet that came out that um, China wants to build uh, 500 rinks in the next four to five years uh, because they really want to, you know, take an aggressive approach to uh, to building the game from from the youth level. And uh, you know, it's good. I mean, it's there's hockey everywhere now. It's I mean, I watch a ton of Australian hockey from over the summer. You know, it's. The games are on at three in the morning, but the YouTube is always good to, you know, catch up on the, on the action. So I just like it. I mean, do you guys have any differences about about what went on over there? No, I I think it was quite good because, I mean, Providence is going to look look a lot different this season. With they've lost more than they've lost in probably the past two or three years, I'd say. Uh, like main guys going out of their team. 
So to split the team and have it half and half, you get to see a lot more guys in action. Um, I, I just think it's better like that. I think they've they've seen a lot more of guys that you probably wouldn't have seen of. There's been PTOs to add to the squad. And I think, isn't Winnick still with the squad at the moment? Yeah, he is still with the team. Uh, we're gonna if, he makes the team if he makes the team, I'm going to revolt. We're going <laughs> to touch on that um, yeah. pretty but, soon. Um, you can't yeah. have any of those guys. Any of the people that have had their wife on that Hockey Watch show? Nope. Cursed. Oh, God. Nope. <laughs> yeah. They're cursed. Yeah. Carey Price. Probably oh. the worst decision ever. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's... There's just a lot to look forward to, and I think it gets people who don't usually get to see AHL hockey, they get to see a lot of the guys that they didn't see last season and see where they're at now. Um, so I, I like it. I think it's a good idea. I hope they do it every year now. Um, you mean the split squad? They do that a lot. Yeah, but I hope they do it where one team goes somewhere and the other team goes somewhere else. Because a lot of the split squad games are like... Someone plays here, someone plays there, but it's like very close to each other. Yeah. Okay. I, I just mean like no, I, I would not want the team. I think they it's better to have those young guys get to know the the other guys. I think they should do um almost like a uh, training camp should be they're all together all the time. They've seen their family all summer. Just spend a week together so like the young guys get to meet the older guys so that when they do get called up for the team, it's not like um, they get to meet everybody for the first time and they only talk to the guys that they know. Yeah, like shell shock. Yeah. Yeah. It's like me walking into the Bruins locker room uh, during um, summer events that the Bruins were doing, like development camp and, and, and this training camp. Um, they get the fumble and mumbles. It's like, oh boy, I get so nervous sometimes. I got to get that out of my system. But anyway. They're, they're just people. I know, I know, and that's the thing. It's like I I can have a dude. Half the time they're naked. What are you nervous about? <laughs> oh jeez, they're <laughs> the ones with their 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 schlongs in your face. You're the one nervous. You know, it's funny. Is I can have a completely com- a good conversation with with Dan Vladar. That I mean, his English is definitely getting much better. But then all of a sudden, I go to a a, a Canadian boy, and it's like I just I just fumble it really bad. But <laughs> uh, something to work on, of course. Um. Speaking of work, great segue. Um, there's 12 players that got cut from main camp, and conti- they're going to have to continue working in their respective leagues, uh, whether it be the AHL or uh, Ontario Hockey League or the Q. Um, but uh, Mark Fain, uh, oh, I'm sorry, the, the Bruins keep 13 on the roster for the for the remaining um, training camp. So. Uh, defenseman Mark Fain was released from his PTO. Uh, Marcel Nobles, uh, forward, he was released from his PTO. Didn't we call that last week? I think Rob said he yeah. wouldn't be back. Um, Daniel Bukash, back to Niagara of the Ontario Hockey League. Kyle Kieser, goaltender, back to Oshawa of the Ontario Hockey League. And forward... Oshawa. Oshawa. Osh- no, Oshawa. Osh- okay. I, I got just, it. I- it's down the road for me. <laughs> hey, I, I I'm from Boston I, and I can't speak properly. Hundred so. <laughs> percent. Just trying, you know. Sydney's team too, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm the one who can't say the European names, and so we got robbed for that. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I did my scouting very well. Um, we call Schwa the dirty Schwa. It's yeah. Not a good. Not a good. <laughs> well, it's got to be better than picking an Ajax, right? No, actually, no, really, not even close. Yeah, Oshawa, you know. I'm from Durham. I can say it. It used to be dicey. Oh, what about Scarborough? Well, come on. <laughs> I, I just hear Dangle and, and um, Adam Wilde and, and Jesse. Scarborough's terrible. Those guys, those guys talk about Scarborough all the time. Everybody that's from the Toronto area once once upon a time probably lived in Scarborough, but I, that's what I mean. We lived in Scarborough. We don't live in Scarborough. Right. We all got out of there. <laughs> uh, getting back to the... <laughs> All right, uh, getting back to people going back to their. Oh yeah, Dangle leagues. lives in the dirty schwa. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. He lives in the dirty schwa. Uh, Cedric Paré back to Ramuski. Uh, this is going to be his uh, new team. He was with St. John's and uh, before he got traded, uh, the Q. Uh, still with the team is Martin Bakos, Colby Cave, Peter Solarik, Ryan Fitzgerald, JFK, 
Trent Frederick, Cameron Hughes, Juna Kopanen, Carson Coleman, Mark McNeil, Zach Senishin, Jack Stanika, and Jordan Swartz. So, um, when you're thinking about the young players in that list that I said of, of the 13 that stayed, um, is there really a realistic shot of, of Jack Stanika making this team? I don't think so. Um, I just, I think they give it to a guy who's, like I said last week, had some time in Providence, proved himself, wants to be there. Uh, like, let someone else try it out for the. We lost somebody. Not me. I'm here. We lost our. Thank you. That pond again. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure he'll. Jump. I agree with him. I'm sure I'll jump right, right back in, but uh... I, I 100% agree with Rob's point. Um, I, I, I was just gonna say I think it's JFK's to lose. Yeah, and and the way I'm looking at it is a, is a you know when you're looking at the tweets from the people that are at um, training camp, you know they're saying that I mean Daniel Winnick looks really good and he possibly could get signed. Um, mm. Not I don't really want this to happen at all, but. Put him in Providence. Yeah, but uh, if he does get signed and the, and the team thinks that he could be a valued asset and, and you know, that that he could be that fourth line and then Corrali move up to the third line, which means Stanika goes back, Frederick goes to Providence, and JFK, who knows what's going to happen to him. I mean, obviously, I think he Providence. deserves a shot. I think JFK deserves a shot. I do, too. Sure. I do, too. But not... And to be honest, Winnick has played well. Well, that's, that's what a lot cool. of people are saying, and good for him. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean he's on a PTO. <laughs> I think it's bad timing. He could play well at the end of the season when the Bruins are notorious for bringing in a veteran near the end of the season. But I think Winnick, uh, I don't know. He's played here in Toronto. I've seen a lot of Daniel Winnick. I've had enough. Yeah, but does he come in as the stopgap and you give Sinitian, uh not Sinitian, sorry, uh, JFK, do you give him, what, five hey. games? See where he's at, and if he's not there, you've got Daniel Winnick scratched. Yeah, I guess I guess that's that's not a bad. You know, I obviously we're not there. Geez, Mark, you've seen them even closer, but I, I still have this sinking suspicion that uh, the whole not signing Riley Nash that the role it was JFK's. Yeah, it's, it, he was the starting center in Providence last year. Am I correct? Yes. He, it's it's this is his year. He doesn't make the club this year. I'm sorry. I, I, I just don't see a bright future for him because there's other guys coming up right behind him and Frederick and Stechnika that can take that center position on the death chart. Yeah. And, and, and a tweet uh, either yesterday uh, from Mark Diver, a Providence Journal writer, he mentioned that if the Bruins are, are interested in signing Winnick, that that creates a young person uh, to not sit a lot. And and probably go back down to Providence and get that the skating time that you know you need in the in the, in, in the respective development. So I don't know. It's it's just going to be weird when it comes down to you know you got, we got ten days to get the roster finalized and. Um, hey, if if Bruce thinks he's good enough, we're good. Yeah, and if yeah. the if the writers are saying that he has a good chance, it's because they're hearing management talk him up. Oh sure, so. sure, absolutely. Um. Talk him out of the rink, if you want my opinion. But. Me too. I mean, I, he played for UNH, which is, um, you know, it's a stone's throw for me. Uh, you know, he's, he's a he's a rugged guy. I'm not sure about his overall skill as a 34-year-old. Uh, but, you know, it's always that leadership and that that veteran presence that, that players really, really love. And I get it, but I just... Uh, what, like, don't we have Bacchus, Bergeron, Krejci? Like, yeah, there's a ton of leaders. Exactly. Yeah, but Dana Chara. Sometimes Sorry. guys on the edge of the career fight harder than a rookie yeah. trying to make the team. Cool. And, like, I sometimes I'd rather have that where they're trying to play, like, that last year and do something. Because that rookie coming onto the team, all he wants is to be on the team. Like, that's his main focus is, I'm going to play in the NHL. But, like, these guys at the end of the career, like, 
Winnick will want a Stanley Cup. Like for him, it's Stanley Cup or bust. Right. So sometimes I'd rather have that because those guys are going to play harder when it comes to the more important games. Like that guy who's just made the team and they go, right, you're the third line center for this season. They're like, right. But... Yeah, but sometimes Lee Stempiak is still just Lee Stempiak. Oh, yeah. Don't get he me was wrong. here once. But he also so scored well. important goals in important games. But anybody like he, else? he did his job. Okay. So I, I just think like sometimes I'd rather have that guy that's you got a soft spot out. for the old guys, eh, Rob? Because the the putting the thing is that guy is putting his body on the line for that one season to make it to the cup. That young guy is not going to put his body on the line for one season to ruin we, his career. We had we had the guy that put his body on his line. He got traded finally. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, I said it. I'm happy okay. he's gone. <laughs> Yeah, but you so know, you know what so I'm getting. At. I know, but can we find some other veteran besides Daniel Winnick? The guy's gonna well, have like, play 20 there? games and be a win bag. Well, I'd I just rather have a guy with a complete game than just a guy that's gonna cherry pick and score goals. So now you're saying Daniel Winnick has got a complete game? Uh, he's got more of a complete game than uh, Jimmy Hayes had. Oh well, that's easy to well, say. Yeah. Jimmy Hayes <laughs> played well in New Jersey. <laughs> I, my whole thing is the home that guy never plays well here. Hometown boys, he had a big, they get eaten alive. Big body, big bodied guy who's going to come in and be the next Milan Lucic for half the price. <laughs> oh, this is too funny. Um, how, how fast is Winnick out there? Is he uh, is he sucking air? Uh, he, I thought he was doing good. Yeah, I mean, he looks all right. I don't so he, really see he looks him. all right against AHLers. Well, yeah, That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> come on, it's like I'm I'm hearing Leaf fans right now talking about. Because I'm sure you heard about it, Tavares is lighting it up in the uh, against Buffalo and the uh, the Buffalo and the Ottawa Senators of the world. Yeah. Is, hey, give me a break. They're, he's playing guys that are not even going to be in the NHL, and he's lighting yeah. up. Good for him. Preseason. Jesus. Uh, Sorry, I'm just fired yeah. up about this. <laughs> it's good to have different opinions, though. hundred percent. Makes it good. Um, moving on to. One thing that I don't want, I really don't want to talk about this because I don't want to have these feelings about this certain player, but it's something that I need to get off my chest. And don't hurt yourself. I'm, I, well, I'm hoping this guy's not hurting himself, but I'm a little concerned about Patrice Bergeron. Um, oh, I know. And it's just, this is, this will be his third season that he's starting and potentially, potentially going to be on the shelf because uh, he works so hard. I mean, injuries happen. I get it. He's a, he's, he's just a, he's a warrior. And I, and I understand that, but I just hopefully that he's not like getting beat up so bad that this is going to be a thing for the rest of his contract down to his retirement. Um, I, I, like I said, I, I'm just having a hard time doing it, but the good thing is that the Athletics' Joe McDonald tweeted out about 24 minutes ago, Cassidy said he's planning on Bergeron being ready to start the season on time, which is good. That's great news to hear. But are injuries to him concerning you guys at all? Or am I just maybe, um, you know, freaking out? Um, I, I don't know. I think... He's just getting to that point where everything's building up like from over the years. And I think he's not Wolverine anymore. He doesn't heal in a week instead of a month. So I, I think he'll, he'll get better. Uh, but it's whether he can keep doing this year in, year out. 100% agree with Rob. I guess I'm supposed to disagree, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, does it scare me? Sure. But it doesn't scare me. Like, you know, scare me, scare me. It's Bergeron. And I think, I think they're smart about it. Just like Charles taking it easy. If, if, if Bergeron wasn't, um, you know, St. Patrice, he'd be playing right now. It's just the team looks at it and goes, Hey, take your time. We know you're good to go. Like, it's it's not like Bergeron, you know, first drop of the puck is going to look terrible out there. He's going to look fine. So 
all all these guys need to do is get out there and skate every now and then. It's not get into a couple, maybe a game, maybe, but they don't have to do what all these other kids have to do to get ready. Yeah, they're it's Bergeron. I don't know. I just something about the guy. I just can't uh, can't fault him. Right, right. But but yes, I'm scared. On an emotional aspect of this conversation, like you know, we heard um, Henrik Zetterberg retired not too long ago, and back and, problems. Yeah, and and he, a lot older though. Yeah, no, that's true. And but, but if Haggerty writes the article, I will get on a plane. <laughs> I will get on a plane. I can go up to the ninth floor. He can't hide me. He can't right. hide. I'll come for him. But you you know, write that. Article. You write that, Hugs. I dare you. <laughs> Um, but you know, I'm not, I just like Anders Bjork, I'm really high on, but he's young enough to get through a lot of these problems. And with, with Bergeron being at his age over, over 30, um, him, I'm scared more about him than Bergeron. Right. Anders Bjork is just getting hurt a lot. Yeah. In in such a short time in the league. And that's, that's a little nervous for me, but, um, so high, just, I don't know. I'm kind of concerned. I, I hope for the best for him. You know, I, I, I'm always going to, you know, have his back. I'm always going to, you know, praise him the best because he's like the, the if, if not the best uh, two-way uh, center in the league. So His number will be hanging from the rafters. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. No doubt. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, moving on to this one. This one's kind of uh, kind of a an aggravating thing for me. Um a fan's expectations of preseason a little out of whack. Like, okay, they went undefeated uh, before last night's game, and and some are saying like they're guaranteeing the Stanley Cup. No, is that? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's just complete stupidity. I saw like, I saw a tweet, and I was just like. I, I I had to focus my eyes. I rubbed them because I thought, you know, I'm just like, am I seeing this? It's like, it's can't. the same thing when the, you know, when they they make the playoffs and there's them charts and it's like, look, Boston have a 68 percent chance to make the like conference finals. Yeah, it's numbers on a piece of paper. It's not it's facts. All analytics. Yeah, stop it. It's just someone running numbers through a computer going, this is what it's come up with. Stop doing that. I test. (laughs) That's it. My thing is, is is you look at the roster in preseason, and then you look at the roster on October 3rd, there's so many pieces that are going to be missing from that. And you can't expect a preseason roster to carry you through the, the, the an eighty two game schedule and then a, uh, an even worse playoff schedule, uh, marching away to a Stanley Cup. I mean, these guys are are playing well. I understand that, but it's all about evaluation. It's all about where pieces are going to fit. And chemistry. they're also playing a bunch of garbage teams. Yeah, and, yeah. I'm sorry. They're like Calgary sent the good players, but they looked terrible out there. They should have one of the best defense in the league, and they looked terrible. But a lot had to do with the guys didn't get their equipment right away. They they're out of sync. They're out of normal normalcy. As soon as Calgary got back, they lit up Vancouver. So I don't know. I fans are crazy. Like as soon as a guy scores, uh, Senishin and, and and Jakob, oh, they're making the team. No, yeah. they're not. Yeah, exactly. Come on. I mean, no, they're not. It's all it's all good. You know, these kids, there's positive future and everything. But there's just there's a right place and a time for their additions. Yeah. Injuries happen. These guys can play. Sure. Now you know that. The, and if they come in and they shine, then they'll stay. But if you're Bruce Cassidy, even if these kids made the team, they wouldn't play in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. There's one guy that you two know I drank the Kool-Aid on. <laughs> that's Lauko. But that's only because Yeah, you did drink the Kool-Aid on that, it, eh? It reminds me so much of how Pasternak made the team. Yeah. Like... The way he's skating, the way he's playing, that that wiry small frame, like coming from international ice to United States ice, like the smaller rink can play in tight, like everything matches up to how Pasternak's preseason. Yeah, went. but even even Pasternak played for Providence. Yeah, but not. Uh, I think he. What did he play? Ten games. Still played. 
Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I I didn't mean it as in he's going to walk straight onto the team, be a top six guy. I meant I could see him playing at some point this season. But that's like, my other thing. There's yeah. no point in even bringing him up unless he's a top six guy. Certain well, there is. players can't. I, I see I, that. I'm a huge disagreeing on it. Certain players should not be. A guy like him, what are you going to do? Make him a checking role? No, but if you've got a good third line that play, plays skilled, like, fair enough, put him on the wing. I don't mean put him on the fourth line and expect him to smash people into the boards, but if you've got a third line and they're in need of someone who's going to put up points. But right now, to me, Heinen's ahead of him on the death chart, so you've already got well, Heinen yeah. and Bacchus, right? Well, I'm just looking at, I'm looking at death charts. I'm looking at skill set. If I'm Bruce Cassidy and I know a guy like Heinen who's got a two-foot two game, and you got Lauko who looks flashy. He's that he's that sexy thing, but at the same time, he could burn you real bad. Yeah, but I I think they go about it a different way this time. I honestly think he's either going to play in Providence or he's going to go back to HC Pirata, yep. whatever they're called. Um, and I think he does what Pasternak did, and I bet Pasternak talks to him about it and says, "Look, you got to put the weight on." Yeah, because Pasternak got bounced around, injured everything in his first two years before he put that weight on, and I think what he'll say to him is, "Look, go back to European ice, get stronger, get more physical, but also keep your speed, your shot, all that kind of thing." Because to me, if he can bulk up but keep that shot, he'll be a scorer at the NHL level. Sure. Because that release is just incredibly fast. Yeah, I love his determination. Just his determination. I think the best thing for him is Providence. Yeah, yeah. Get him, I, get him playing. Get him playing in the North American hockey game. Yeah. Um, over that European game. European game is faster because it's bigger ice surface. Get him. Get him acclimatized as quickly as possible. If you can have him down here, have him down here. If you can't, send him back to Europe. But yeah. I think Senishin will start the year in Providence. Will end the year in Boston. He'll get a couple games. He won't play in the playoffs, but he might end the season because he's, he's showing the signs. But both Seneshin and JFK, it's their year to either shit or get off the pot. Yeah. I and I so. think Seneshin could probably play that fourth-line role with what he's been showing in preseason because he has been throwing his body in on the forecheck, doing all the little bits. And I think with him, everyone saw him as... He's top six or bust. Like, that's his game style. He's a scoring forward. But I think with the preseason, he's proved that he's more than that. Yeah. And he even said in the interview, if he's got to drop the mitts and have a scrap, then that's what he's got to do to make the team. He's going to do it. So I applaud him for that because I think people have just said that he's either a top line or second line sniper and that's it for him to change his game and prove everyone wrong. That's the best thing a player can do. When when I interviewed him at day one of rookie camp, I asked him about his progression up a lineup in, 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 in the AHL and in the OHL before he came uh, to Providence. And, I mean, 26 goals as a fourth-line player with a very deep uh, Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds team. I mean, he said that, you know, when – players moved and departed from that team he got a bigger role on the top six and then boosted his goals up to 40 plus uh two straight seasons so i think that they're doing the same thing i think jay leach down in providence is 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 playing him at at, at like a third line role not a fourth line role and then this year i think he's going to get even more confidence out of him and put him up in a top six role and then i think he really i think fans are really going to see what he can actually do and i and I, and I strongly suggest you guys, listeners out there, or people that knock uh, draft picks, or I call them busts because they're not in the NHL yet after three years, uh, after leaving the podium, spend the $80 on AHL TV and watch these prospects before you sh- throw out an opinion about how stupid John, Don Sweeney is and how dumb the scouting staff is for reaching on players like him. You know, I, I, that really bothers me that they look at stats and it's, oh, he got 12 points in, in, in 38 games. Well, he, he's, why do we have him? Get rid of him. 
package them in a deal. It's just so dumb. But uh, we got to take a quick break. I'll be right back, and we'll talk about uh, some um, some players in the sophomore years. So uh, we'll be right back. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a ninety percent rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! David Backus and Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! One thing I wanted to bring up in, in the topics is is there's going to be some uh, rookies from last year that are going to come into the league um, in the second year. And your expectations from both of you on McAvoy, Heinen, Grizzlick, DeBrusque, and Corrali. Um, do you guys see these players taking a step forward or a step back? I mean, this sophomore slump is always one thing that, uh, lingers around and it, it, it is something that happens you know um, sometimes you go out you play like it's like DeBrus did last season I mean absolutely uh, phenomenal year but uh, if, if he if he takes a little step back because he's working on different things and different aspects of his game I'm not going to be you know totally pissed about it but uh, what are your expectations for those five players um, I think out of all of them, I think Grizzlick's going to be the one that stands out the most. I think McAvoy's expected to do well. Um, and I think he will do well, don't get me wrong. But I think McAvoy's going to have that. He's got to become that power play guy this year. Um, and I think that'll make his five-on-five suffer a little bit. Uh, but I, I just... Corelli's got to step it up if he wants to move up the roster because I think he's mainly a fourth-line guy now. I I just think someone like JFK is better suited for that third-line role. Keep Corelli where he's good because he's just a mortar and he's going to just keep chugging into the corners every time. And I think if you keep him as that fourth-line guy and mould him to it, I mean, he's 23, 24. So... He's got plenty of time to get used to that role. Um, but, yeah, I I just think they're all going to have to have good years. Uh, and I think they'll be pushed to be better this season. Uh, I don't think anyone's just going to say more of the same as last year. I think they're going to push them to be harder. Um, and I think that defence will get changed around a lot. Like guys may see top four minutes when they were bottom six and uh, they might be asked to, especially if like someone like Char or McAvoy go down, if someone's got to play top line defense minutes, who plays them? Because I, I can't call it. Right. Like who, I I guess Carlo fills in on that top right spot, but who fills in for Char if he goes down? McAvoy. What, so you play McAvoy and Carlo? No, McAvoy and Krug. Yeah, Maybe but... McAvoy and Carlo. Mm. That's what they did that. They did McAvoy and Carlo and Gina, and I believe I said last week, please don't ever do that again. <laughs> yes, um, two righties on the ice. Well, it, you ha- it wasn't even that. You had Carlo having to cover the whole ice because I still think McAvoy is, you know, he's the defense of the future. He's going to have a fantastic career. He's still got to get better on that defensive end of the, the stick. Yeah. There's a reason he doesn't go out there for penalty killing. But I think he needs the right partner. Like I think he the, the Bruins need to. But I think the Bruins need to look to the future and think: Is Krug the right partner for him? Why not? Like because the guy gets too many points and he's too good. Yeah, but is he suited for top line minutes? And is he good enough to hold the fort when a guy like best best second pair defenseman in the league? And maybe Yurho, oh, yeah. Yurho yeah. Vakaninen looked fantastic. Oh yeah, looked yeah. like he's been in, he's he is probably the most impressive player I've seen this preseason to me, for what he does, the little things he does, just what he does in the corner, how he gets the puck out. He's the one I've been paying attention to the most. Um, I would love for him to make the roster, but there's no spot for him because John Moore's here. 
But yeah. I see Yerho on this team next year, and Yerho Vakaninen and Charlie McAvoy are the future of this defense. Don't forget Axel oh. Anderson. Well, I'm not forgetting him. I just said Yerho and right, Charlie McAvoy. Right. They're, they're, wow. It's disgusting. I know. How uh, good the, they're the, going to be back there. The depth is just crazy good. It's crazy. But yeah. I didn't, when Yerho got, you know, and I, the fact that I can say his name properly, <laughs> when he got drafted, I was like, whew, I don't know who this kid is. And then I've seen him play now and I've seen some YouTube videos. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. They stole this kid. Yeah. He's got great, great pair of legs. I mean, he can, I mean, like effortless get up the ice and in transition. He uses his stick like Chara does. Yep. He uses it as another part of his body to stop the puck and stop plays. Yeah. Breaks down that lane. He's just so and good. He's and so, he's so calm. Yeah. Like, really calm. Like, he never looks like he's panicking. Even if he, like, loses the puck or mishandles the puck, like, there's not that panic in his eyes like a lot of players we've seen on the Bruins back end. And when he's ready, then we can trade Krug. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Because McAvoy is just going to keep getting better. Carlo is not going to cost us as much. I think he's going to be not that big contract. He's going to be like a, a $4 million defenseman. And he's going to be a second pair guy. And he's going to be perfect. Because he's a shutdown defenseman. And that's all he is. It's just the problem is people get on his, on his case because he's not lighting it up. Well, that's not his job. It's never going to be his job. That's not what he's here for. He's here to be a penalty-killing guy, top penalty-killing defenseman, and second-pair shutdown. That's what he's there for. Yeah. Uh, out of the five, I the only person I, I see taking a step back, and I, I, I really like the player. And and actually, his father, when I talked to him, uh, Matt Grizzlick's father, uh, said when I said, you know, what do you think about the Moore signing? And he's just like, well, it pretty much, you know, sets the – the tone for my my kid and and him sitting and, and that's unfortunate but it is what it is i mean that's that's the business side of it um but it also makes a, a player like Grizzly like expendable if you want to package a deal um so i don't know i i i i, I think mcavoy is going to have a stellar year heinen I, I believe is going to play a much bigger role yeah, uh, top six minutes yeah top six minutes debrusque um, i'm not overly worried about him at all corrali uh, third or fourth line. Can we line. say DeBrusque, DeBrusque is is a, a fixture in this franchise for years to come now? Oh, I hope so. I really he's got to so. be. Yeah. But he's and so I think good. He's stupid he's, good. He's one of the guys I think they will look to extend during the season. Like, I don't, if they I don't know. If, yeah. But the same with McAvoy. I think it happens during the season. But, like, the Bruins have a bye week at some point, don't they? But isn't DeBrusque the year after? Because DeBrusque was a rookie last year. I no, have... DeBrusque is this season. And DeBrusque no, has two, two years two, left. Yeah. yeah, it's just Carlo and McAvoy. And oh, Heinen I thought it was this year. This year. No, 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 no. Danton, Hein- Danton Heinen, Donato, uh, McAvoy, and Carlo. Yeah, Donato. All uh, have one more year, year, and then they're going to need uh, uh, contract restructure. And I used to think that it was going to be crazy. I think... Like I said before, I, I agree with you on the Grizz part. I just I, his defensive side of the puck just it it annoy it it annoys me. I think as much as everybody harps on Krug, Krug has a better defensive game than in Grizz, um, and we've got so much depth on that back end that it just everybody looks at Grizz and like oh he's the replacement for Krug. But hey, I hope the best for him, and I hope I hope he sticks around. I, I think he is he's a, a fantastic passer and he's got a great eye for headmanning the puck. I just think he gets caught a lot. Yeah, no, that's a valid point. Absolutely, you, you know, you're not hating on the player. You just you're nope. looking at him at, in different angles of his game, which is it, that's fine. I mean, it, a personal evaluation. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm no expert, but yeah, this year I don't think it's going to cost as much as I originally thought in my head with the contracts that are going. I think Carlos the four million dollar range. Uh, McAvoy is going to be your big guy, and I think you can get Heinen on. Th- Three mil, two mil deal. Yeah, very friendly. Um, what's not friendly to me is is the recent trade rumors, um, and, and it seems like we're, as we get closer to the season, which is only ten days away, um, there's there's some folks out there that have been talking to player agents, 
and saying that uh, there could be a, a possible trade for Anthony Perrin. Um, no, like it's I never said, happening. It's just a rumor, but who said this? Jimmy Murphy. Mm. Uh, I, I respect the guy. I just, I just don't see it. That's my opinion. Keep going. He, um, his, his agent said that the, the, um, the Columbus Blue Jackets have not said anything about contracts yet, and he's already planning on uh, stopping negotiations uh, until after the season. So which is his last in, in, in Columbus. So um, it, I, I love the player and everything, but you just got to really look at that cap hit and what it's going to do for the future and future players that are in the developing depths when you add a player like that because you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to move somebody. And, and obviously Jake DeBrusque is, is, is one person, one player that is always – you know, in any trade conversation or rumors that he could go, and I don't want to see that happen. I don't think that he, Antony Perrin, is is worth that much for a young Nebraska. And if they do that, I will seriously um, have to go down and piss on TD Garden because you, you just, I, I just don't can't, I can't see Jake leaving after the last season and what his potential could be for years to come. Not even that. If you're gonna do that deal, you better damn well have a new contract ready and waiting for Panarin and it's a sign it's not a we're going to trade one of our future pieces for a guy that's just going to jump ship but here's my problem with the whole thing he's already made it clear like the rumor has already come out and it's come out way too many times of the teams he wants to go to yeah and Boston Boston is not on this list maybe we're just we're just grasping at straws and it's the sexy thing to talk about but he's just he's not on the list but hey I don't know. Jimmy is in more in the know than, you know, than any of us talking in this right now. He gets, he talks to scouts. He talks to the people at the rink. Yeah, and um, he, he texted the agent. Yeah. So to, to me, it could be, but if you're the, I just, I just don't see it as the team. If he wants to come, why is he wanting to come to Boston? But maybe it's, we have the, we do have the pieces. So if you look at it, if you're the agent, you'd like, well, the Boston trade makes sense because they have the pieces to go back to Columbus. Right. But would I trade DeBrus for Panarin? Sorry, yes. People are gonna hate me for doing. It. I would do it if really? as long as Panarin's as long as Panarin's being signed. Yeah, it's a done deal. It's just like the whole McDonough thing in the in the uh, at it, during last season. I make the deal. I bring him in. Yeah, he's that good. I yeah. don't know. Panarin. I look at does it make the team better? It does. So you do the deal. Panarin's a he's an elite player in the NHL. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He's a bread I mean, man. He's good. I love DeBrusk. Yeah, I I might get his jersey, but I'm telling you. I do the deal. Interesting. What do you think twice? What do you think twice? I think, like you said, as long as there's like five years at least on the contract for him coming, yeah. like as long as he signs a five-year deal before the trade's even gone through, yes. Yeah, it needs it needs a contract, or you don't do the deal. Right. Yeah. You're not doing because this and I just think sign him at the end of the year, then I'll then I'll lose my mind. Yeah, he's an upgrade at every level. For DeBrusque. I mean, DeBrusque is good. He's great. He's that thing, like that team player everyone likes. But if you're looking at an upgrade, then Panarin is better in pretty much oh. everywhere. Yeah. I, I've got to look at it. If I take my fan hat off, you do the deal. What do you think twice? Oh, interesting. Yeah, because if, if someone said to like you, Mark, would you trade... Uh, I'm trying to think of like a player similar on a different team. What's that guy in LA called that came up this season? Uh, last season. Oh, uh, started playing really well. Sure. No, uh, the left winger. That's why. It... Oh, 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 Tyler Toffoli. I like Tyler Toffoli. He's a good you player. But yeah, that... but if they said if they said Tyler Toffoli for Panarin, Panarin's extended. Would you would you see that going through? Yes. Exactly. So <laughs> I it, think, it's I think kind any of, team that deals with Columbus is going to have to give something up that's big. Oh yeah, I think they're not. Gonna, Columbus and is I not think the Ottawa it's a Senators. defensive prospect. Because yeah. I don't. Oh, think I think it's a player have... to play now. You're Columbus. Oh you're... no, I think it's I think it's a player to play now. But I think they want a defensive prospect as well. I think I think it's going to be a, a hockey trade. You, I, I the only reason I say this one is because I lit, literally listened to uh, Tortorella on. Um, Sirius XM, the NHL. I listened to him today, 
and he talked about Panarin and he talked about Bobrovsky. And when he talked about Panarin, he said Panarin loves Columbus, but he goes, if you're him, do you want to spend the next eight years of your life in Columbus? That's that's your decision. Right. He made it sound like Bobrovsky's not coming back. He made it sound like that. He's like, we haven't really talked to him and he hasn't really said anything to us. But I th- he mentioned Panarin as being a key part of this franchise and a key part of this team moving forward. They're going to want a one-for-one deal. They're not going to be prospects. They, there's no Ottawa Senator deal, you know, getting a great player and Ottawa getting a bunch of garbage. Um, I just – and the, the GM in Columbus, he's a smart man. Yeah. He isn't Mark Bergevin. He isn't uh, whatever, the guy in uh, in Ottawa. He's not doing a bad deal. Yeah, the, uh, he isn't Peter Torelli. He isn't giving up greatness and getting garbage back. Right. And you've touched on something that's really interesting when it comes down to salary cap is is uh, Sergei Borovsky. He's coming up on uh, Barbarovsky. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he's coming up on contract talks, and and if he doesn't stay, does that free up money for Ant- uh, Panarin to possibly you know stick around for a lot longer? One hundred percent. You know, one hundred percent. You you know you move one, you gain another. So, I mean, it, it makes sense when it comes down to business. And I think there's so many rebuilding teams that are going to get better next season. With the kind of guys that are like up for free agency, oh, like the the leagues just become so competitive recently. Absolutely, it's crazy. But Panarin comes in, you got a new contract, and you're going to have to. He is going to have a high contract, like a John Tavares. Not the same, but he's going to have a high one. So oh, it's going to be like nine million. David Krejci's got to go. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. got to be. I think you do. But you I look at the practice trade. lines today. Matt Kalman posted the practice lines today, and it was it's interesting to see Stidnika was with uh, Marshan and uh, Pasta, and JFK was with uh, DeBrusque. Yeah. So they they think highly of both those two kids. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So maybe it is. Like I said, it's I know it sounds terrible, but Panarin's better than DeBrusque. He always will, always is. It's not going to change. So you do the deal. And um, the last one on the agenda for today, um, and, and we we really managed to stretch these out, which is really cool, um, is, uh, and I'm probably going to write an article about this uh, as soon as we get done, but it, it's uh, Zane McIntyre's future, and, and what is behind him is, is enticing to me. Um, and he's got one more year left. He's RFA, as, as we talked about earlier, but like Dan Vladar is is vastly over over him in the depth chart and um and like you said jeremy swayman is uh still in college uh still a very valued prospect i think he's working very well with with mike dunham the uh the the uh goalie coach yeah the freelance goalie coach because he's not a permanent ahl coach he goes around to all the all the goaltenders and, and works with them all um but one thing that really is, is interesting is, is Kyle Kieser, and he plays for Oshawa. Um, <laughs> did I do that right? Oshawa. Sure. Oshawa. All right. <laughs> there you go. See? How easy was that? Just one word. It just flew right off the tongue. But Tiger's but, wearing a red shirt, people. Oh, yeah. Tiger is it's wearing Tiger a red Sunday. shirt. Oh, Jesus. But um, with, with Kieser, he um, being eligible for AHL play next season – possibly to me moves McIntyre out. I don't think McIntyre is going to want to sign another deal and, and report to to the East Coast Hockey League um, or the ECHL Atlanta Atlanta Gladiators. I don't see that happening. But he does have RFA rights. Who knows what could happen? I just he could light it up too. He it, could light it up this year. Yeah. But he's just like JFK. It's his year. He has this year. Otherwise Everybody passes him on the depth chart, so it's his his spot to lose. Yeah, and I I I, I just think, I mean, the, at the NHL level with the Bruins, you could have the best goaltending tandem in the league or in the Eastern Eastern Conference. Let's put it that way. Let's not go with the whole league, but in the AHL, you could also have that in in in, uh, in Providence with a, a tandem of Vladar and McIntyre. But McIntyre obviously is going to be auditioning for more time in the organization. And if he doesn't get it, I'm still on the board of if he walks, that's fine. Give him the opportunity to have an NHL shot on a regular basis as a backup, most likely, uh, with another team. 
I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, the, he's been with the team for eight years. I mean, so um, that's kind of my thought on it. I just, I just see so many goaltenders that have that are getting ready and and ready for that next level that people are going to get pushed out, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's a bad time to be like a fan of certain players right now because I think some people will leave, some people will stay. Especially like the surprise trades, like you saw how hard it hit people for Adam McQuaid to go. Oh Just god! And then about... he gets an A the other night, and people lose their mind. Yeah. You, know oh, what? Yeah. Go, you know what? I say to those people, Danton Heine got an A. Yeah, go cheer yeah. for the Rangers, man. <laughs> Honestly, the guy is a six-pairing defenseman. To be he fair, he wasn't even going to play this year. And if he like, did play, it wouldn't have been like anything spectacular. He's not winning us a cup. No, but to be fair to him. He kind of deserves that A for the locker room that he's in. Oh, no, that's not what I'm saying. Because he is a leader, though. He did a fantastic job here in Boston, and he, he's always put his heart on the ice. But sorry, he's not better than the guys that they have playing now. Right. It is what yeah. it is, man. Yeah. You know, he's, everybody gets He's not good enough mentally. to be no. on. No, like, anybody, especially played, if what, you want to go on a cup year? run. Exactly. He's just not yeah. there. I'm sorry. He's just not good enough anymore. There's better but, players. Yeah, it it is a business, like... They have to do this in order to get to a cup. You just can't keep all the fan favorite players and be like, right, I'm, I know we're never going to win a cup, but everyone loves the team. Not even that. He's been in the league for, what, 11 years? It's a long time. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. It's just, it's a, I'll say it and I'll say it again. It's a young man's game nowadays in the NHL. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unless you're today no Chara and you're just a beast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beast yeah I, I can't believe that guy in, in his workouts and in, in the pre um preseason training they were beast. doing they were doing the pull-ups and he added i think it was 65 pound weights to his uh to his reps and i was like he's already a 250 pound person and you add 65 more pounds that was nuts did 16 reps but um that is about an hour for us we do not have a prospect um show in the second hour uh we'll kind of did it here anyways yeah we'll probably do it uh the week after we're just we're just waiting for players to go back to their junior teams and 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 kind of see where uh american hockey league providence bruins rosters might look like so we'll probably have a better definition of that uh in the in the next week or two so uh we'll definitely get josh back on um also the uh the listener rewards will kick off the first week of uh, of the season and what we do is like i said at, at the beginning of the show when you donate a dollar you get involved into a uh, drawing so it's just a random drawing pick a number i pick a winner and i send you uh, a shirt um uh, and uh, this is eligible for everybody so what happens is you get a t-shirt sent to the united states if you live in there and outside of the u.s uh, we're, we're going to send you a um, twenty dollar um uh, fanatics gift card because that's cheap to send. It's basically just a letter. So, correct. And, I, and I, as as someone who lives here in the uh, in Canada, um, yeah, it's expensive. It's it crazy, absolutely crazy. What about if you live in Europe? It's even not. Well, it's cheaper for me to send you something because, well, you know, we get along. United States kind of <laughs> lately. Well, actually, let me ask you something. Dump on Canada. Um, can can you use a, a a gift card over there? I'm, uh, I'm guessing so. All right, so I, I well, would have to on, I'd have on to the have web page. You can go on NHL.com. It's fanatics. Would it not work? But the thing yeah. is, even if it is someone, we can just send you the code. Like if it, if we only need to send the code to someone that's, by that, via a message, that's, like that's, that's a possibility. Because good, good I'm, I'm making it, a note yeah. of that. If I'm it's just a code on a card, like it's easier to just message it you, and you're not waiting two weeks for the polls to come in exactly so and we're not going to use the code and then send it here because we're not dicks so yeah <laughs> or it could be what was what was that before i was on the show i won the uh the t-shirt yeah and they never even sent it to me yeah that was, i've never won anything that was another like, that was another and um... i can't take part in these well you know i dude you know how many times i see things is uh the nhl.com had a better store for the u.s than canada and no offense to you American fans, and I'm just prefaces to saying I was born in the United States. Canada loves hockey more. 
and we get treated like a second-class citizen. Right. Well, I, I have to try being over here and trying to access the NHL store because you're lucky if you get anything within four months. Yeah, so, fair enough, eh? <laughs> wow. Yeah, That's it could crazy. always be worse. If you order something from America, I am not joking. I think Americans think that everyone this side of the sea is a terrorist. Cause <laughs> hey, remember Canada's getting treated like one now too. Don't worry about Everything it. goes through customs like 65 times, and then by the time you get your parcel, it looks like it's been cut with a chainsaw. <laughs> sounds, and then, sounds, yeah. sounds like the Bruins when they get to have bags checked. Oh, it, I'm not joking. It's so bad. I've got stuff in the polls before, and it's been broken. And then you have to like go through all the customs thing to try and get your money back, and they just make it that hard that you end up giving up. So, yeah, oh, that's too bad. That's so a code in a message is better than post. I will definitely look into that for our, our listeners uh, worldwide. So, uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening on another week. We're, we're getting that much closer. I'm really stoked to, uh, to start talking about games and events that are regular season related. So, uh, Court, Rob, thanks again for another exciting week. Um, and we will be back next week um, to get you even closer to that, to that October 3rd uh, kickoff when they play the Washington Capitals, which should be interesting as they're going to be doing their banner raising. So, um, Thanks again. I really appreciate everybody. The Patreons, the new ones, the old ones. You guys are absolutely amazing. You guys are really, really helping us out. And we encourage more uh, people to jump on. So um, until then, we will see you next Sunday. Take care, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at Black and Gold. 277 at Court Lalonde and at Rob Forty Bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.